Hello and welcome. You are listening to 13, a podcast about being and creating. This is a podcast that acknowledges the mundane and celebrates the everyday. Here we interact, read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create. Your hosts for today are Shantesh and myself Prasanna. So let's get started. So some 6 7 years ago uh, I had seen the movie called The Lunchbox which was starring Irfan Khan and I had put a post on Facebook that I have seen the movie a fantastic movie and that time Shantesh you had also happened to see the movie and just now a few days ago I got a reminder or you can see the old uh, memories of Facebook which they keep sharing they shared what had happened on the this particular day 7 years ago and it uh, mention about the movie again so that came to my mind the lunchbox which both of us had seen and the main part of that uh, story of course it was a different story and it's a fantastic movie altogether uh, but more importantly the backdrop of the mumbai dabawalas in the movie is something which i thought that we can look into how they do their business uh, what is their uh, modus operandi and what is the philosophy on which it uh, all works so let me first share some of the things which i know about mumbai dabawala now mumbai dabawala is a service which relies on the uh, lifeline of mumbai which is the local trains and uh, what they do is it's just a tiffin service provider and that too they get the tiffin from a person's house and give it to you during your lunch time and which is a excellent service in uh, today's world because everyone wants to eat home food they cannot always eat uh, food from restaurants or mess or any other uh, place so to get one's home food every day for their lunch is a excellent idea which the mumbai dabawalas have been doing for many years now now the interesting thing about this is the accuracy at which they do it the accuracy of mumbai dabawalas is 3.14 errors in 6 million transactions and that is why it is called at six sigma a sigma is 3.14 and 6 is for the 6 million transactions so mm. that's the point in fact when i had a opportunity to talk with one of the uh, managers or you can say the mukhadams of the dabawala he shared with me his unhappiness rather or he was how displeased with the way the lunchbox had shown about they giving a wrong daba to a wrong person for so many days he said that see we might do mistake one or twice in so many uh, transactions that is uh. acceptable maybe and that's also rare possibility but he said okay i may still agree but then showing it that we are doing it every day of course mm. he was with a different idea and it worked well in the movie but the point is that's the kind of accuracy they do and that's why even prince charles when he visited india he made it a point to go and meet them look at how they work and uh, things like that so Uh, i think in today's world when we are talking about so much of technology today if you ask a mba pass out he will tell you to put a chip into a daba and then do a iot and then tracing of the <laughs> gps and which a daba wala will laugh at because they have a very fantastic system with which they do it all so i thought it's a discussion uh, for today your initial thoughts on this 
I don't think that the system in which the Dabawalas code the lunchboxes is something discreet or even patented. It's not kept as a secret. They have, in fact, shared it at several platforms, right? And the Dabawalas, the way they function is, and I've seen this uh, when I lived in Mumbai, is with a degree of efficiency, and not only efficiency, but the sheer intensity that they bring that they exude hmm. and that the vibrancy of the Mumbai local kind of exaggerates. If you're traveling around, say, 11 in the morning and you see the Dabawalas everywhere along the local train routes, it is quite amazing to see them. Yeah. But beyond their swiftness, I also observed certain idiosyncrasies that they bring. For instance, the white attire, the cap that they wear, uh, the Gandhi topi, bukka, the black dot that they wear on their forehead, and the bhajans, yeah. they sing along their journey. The bhajans are part of their journey. In the morning while traveling towards the heart of the city and evening while they are returning uh, uh, and traveling back towards the suburban region. When I saw all these things, almost like a rhythmic pattern happening, I felt that their journey was made sweeter. The entire experience for themselves must have been much sweeter or satisfactory. I couldn't really figure out or I couldn't really figure what it was. Was it customary or religious for them? But but it just seemed to bring their involvement and their enthusiasm towards their duty. Yeah. So uh, there are certain things uh, I think when you discussed about their coding system, uh, I think what we can look at is what is the way in which they do. What's it, so typically what they do is they put a resident code. So resident station code. Say for example, we are starting from uh, Andheri. So they will put A for Andheri in a red color. So there is a color coding system. In the center, the big number which you will see is the destination station number. So that station they count from Churchgate, for example. So if Churchgate is the destination center, it will be obviously one. If it is Marine Drive, then the number will be two. So in the same way, they also have the coding done for the uh, pickup group code, for their address code and the final destination code. So it's a very simple coding system which they use. And as I said, without using any fancy technology, they are able to do it for many years and do the deliveries on time without any uh, uh, lack of error. So that's the whole thing. Now coming to the topic of uh, the singing songs and also the most of these Dabawalas come from a particular sect which they call as Varkari Samprada and they are the followers of Vithoba. So they go every year to Pandarpur as Varkari. So they are from that sect and that's where their singing, their devotion towards uh, the, their God comes into picture and that's why they enjoy themselves doing that. So I think um, uh, this is a very different way in which the engagement, employee engagement can be brought in here. Now, as you were narrating about their coding system, I was thinking in the background that why did they stick to this rudimentary coding system instead of using a chip or an app uh, to bring in efficacy or efficiency? Now, always one key understanding about efficiency in present day context is to have a scalable model. We always tend to think that if we are able to take this at a larger scale and make it bigger and bigger uh, and that striving is endless. And so we think that that is being efficient. But if you observe within the Dabawala's community itself, their system is super efficient in a way. And it's an open 
and a known system i don't think that you have taken the service of dabbawalas ever and you too know this coding system what i'm trying to point at is the fact that the system is not secretive or hidden from the people but people have not used it or replicated it because it is not a scalable model and in today's day and age if a model is not scalable then it is less profitable and the money comes into picture yeah but for the dabbawalas to survive the profit they see is not in the monetary gains but as you use the right word it is in their devotion yeah i think that degree of devotion the community brings towards their customers towards their service they are providing towards the cause and their purpose of providing freshly prepared food in time and carrying back those empty boxes so that their customers don't have to juggle with the over demanding rush hour or the overcrowded local trains absolutely and as you rightly said maybe that is the reason why many management uh, studies have been done on the mumbai dabbawalas and when it comes to business strategy business execution i think it is uh, very difficult to map that model or copy that model because there are certain aspects of execution which come into picture which are very difficult to be replicated so even though they are not very educated in fact i doubt that most of them are even graduates so they are very less educated uh, their lifestyles are very simple and in spite of all that the management lessons one can derive from their model are exemplary and many organ uh, many institutes and organizations have done that so they take sessions and they take uh, you can say seminars when it comes to service delivery management and it's an excellent model to study and learn especially from a uh, as i said from business strategy as well as uh, supply chain management hmm and it's not that they have not adapted through time but the dabbawalas adaptation is not about incorporating technology or adapting for scaling purpose per se it is rather customer centric for example they now accept orders or requests on sms and also i suppose on whatsapp nowadays but again it is not in their virtue to scale or grow but deliver better to their clientele correct and this reflects even in their induction into becoming a dabbawala whenever a new person joins the community their training is quite rigorous as i understand uh, the training is not about just interning for 10 months or so without receiving a salary it is a demanding process demonstrating a level of commitment towards their service and that raises a question why do they choose to become dabbawalas what is it that drives them to become dabbawalas it is an astonishing question in this otherwise money centric world that we live in yeah so one thing which comes to my mind is as you said the service part of it so serving the customer serving the people and being part of that whole uh, sect or you can say the group itself is a motivation for them and if you see uh, as the business grows as they get more and more publicity they are not hiring people from uh, big institutes to manage the business rather they promote their own people so if you see even when they were asked to come in some foreign countries to give seminars on their uh, service delivery model and all their own people went there wearing a uh, that 
topi which they wear typical white uniform which they have uh, they went there and they did the presentation in whatever uh, broken english they could do maybe some marathi some hindi so that other someone else can translate it but the whole point is they are not hiring any pr agency or any management uh, experts to uh, do the business so the growth path for a new joiner is also there within the same organization that same person becomes a mukadam mukadam like a supervisor for a particular zone and then he grows on to become a senior person in the hierarchy so the whole thing is there even their uh, salary structure is more on a distribution basis so whatever earning they get they kind of not exactly equally maybe maybe there are some hierarchies but otherwise it is mostly equally distributed and that is why the other side when someone is not working as you said is also penalized for not working so the social structure within the organization helps everyone to be competent and to be effective in their work because if one person is not working and trying to earn money it will not be allowed by the others because the share will be done equally so that model works very well for them and that has also helped them in dealing with some of the other uh, bad things like for example if someone goes into drinking habits or too much of tobacco eating or all even then the people support they talk to their family so it is more like a whole family rather than a organization and that kind of a feeling i'm just trying to answer your question why would someone go into that so i think it's the sense of oneness and belonging which which keeps them stick to their business hmm i'm thinking about this the entire structure or the business model which you were saying because today as we understand business business is always understood in the context of profits or money whereas the dabbawala's model is something that is human centric and i'm associating this as i think with our parents generation with people who worked in banks offices or basically service class families of the 60s and 70s and even 80s they had a very strong notion of belongingness with their organization a notion like that of a family they called their organization their family like lic family or sbi family and within that too even at a local branch level people became such good friends that even their children would go to the same school or these families travel together for vacations etc i don't think that today in a privatized sector say a private bank this culture would work to make that work once organization as their family one has to stay with one family too right where you join the organization at the age of 21 or 22 and you are willing to stay until you retire at 60 that seems to be impossible altogether in this age today if you are joining one private bank you are joining with a clear agenda that you are going to get promoted here or to take a jump to join another bank and another one and every 3 or 4 or 5 years you are going to repeat this cycle so where will the notion of family come from i think in the context of money i becomes the center and the question asked is how can i yield the most out of this whereas in the context of service the organization the family takes the center stage and that includes the i too and in today's context one can use this 
in a negative connotation to refer being part of such a system as becoming cog in the wheel. Yeah. Uh, but I think we have forgotten that becoming cog in the wheel has a charm too. And I'm not romanticizing with this idea, but it brings the notion of uh, uh, a degree of slowness into picture. And there, the primary motive is not about earning only money or becoming me-centric in the process. Right. Absolutely. So if we look this as a competency, you can say, or a core competency of that business, which works well for that business, it is equally important to understand or try to find. We may not have the answer right now, but it is important to try to find how this same competency of belongingness of a family or a service mindset can be used for other businesses. And why I will tell you, Apple today with its uh, core competency of say design or creativity or innovation can move into different contexts. Today we are in a pandemic situation and Apple yesterday has announced their 12 Pro Max which is nothing but a factory of Hollywood movie making. So almost a person and it's already started. So American Idol has been uh, telecasted from everyone's house with the same quality like a studio. So see the shift. Now, unfortunately for our Mumbai Dabawalas, when people are working from home, what is the need to give a Daba then? So then using their core competence of that belongingness of that service mindset, I think it is important to leverage on newer businesses in the coming world because we don't know what how things will be. Even for example, take the examples of Swiggy, Zomato and other delivery things which are coming into picture. Tomorrow they may say that anyways, we give food from a restaurant. If you want, we can give you food from your house as well. And we have this app and we will give you discounts. And you know, Swiggy's and the Zomato's of the world with a lot of uh, VC funding and all, they can afford to do all these things. So my point is, uh, they cannot replicate what the Mumbai Dabawalas bring in as a value. And that is something which is a open question. I think we can leave it with our uh, audience also to think maybe, how can a competency which is so powerful of belongingness, of service mindset, of uh, a duty towards the society can be leveraged for different newer ways of business in new times. Thank you for listening. For more such podcasts and daily blogs, subscribe us on creating13.com that is creating13.com. For six days a week, we write blogs on such topics with an intent to promote everyday writing. These blogs are inspired by our own writing, a morning ritual that we religiously follow. We hope that these texts will provide you some fodder for thought for an inner inquiry. We believe that writing each day allows one to observe life as is and it brings a genuine clarity within. You can follow us on our Twitter or Instagram handle creating underscore one three or on our Facebook page creating one three. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode. Until then, take care.